talking about it's really great i like this show today oh yeah yeah and uh mike you've been fantastic today it's um it doesn't seem like uh, with three hours there's enough time to cover everything it, it's not yeah. it's we need not. we need two days <laughs> I, I have so much more written down but everything that we've talked about is kind of hitting all the, the points i was interested in so. well you know i i do so much show prep for this show, and I, I mean, you, I, I sent you a copy of it too before you know before you came today, and you know, there's so much going on, so we got to really pick and choose on what we talk about, try to hit the most important stuff first. Um, that yeah, it's just overwhelming, but we do the best we can, and you know, Stella and I have been kicking around the idea of for those of you that are watching us streaming online to do kind of like what Rush Limbaugh used to do since we always, and we'll just decide it on a week week basis um, about on the streaming, if we just want to maybe continue on and do a fourth hour. <clears throat> and I think maybe we might do that. What do you think, Stella? Well, yeah. Cause we look, so we never, we never get to the root of everything. We top the first four subjects and, but there's a lot more that we need to talk about. Yeah. There's a lot more. So, you know, keep everybody aware. Usually I still have plenty of energy left after the third hour. So that's what we'll do. Yeah. We're just getting wound up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, Mike, you're, uh, I, I take it Kathy is your wife. Otherwise, you're probably in trouble. Yeah, she's, um, <laughs> she's there, I'm sure, saying, oh, he's got plenty to talk about. Uh, yeah, it says here, Becca, <laughs> please tell Mike he can come home no matter what he says, as long as it isn't that he is voting for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'll never happen. You'd yeah. probably be thrown out of the house if that was the yeah. case, wouldn't you, Mike? Yeah, she, she knows. <laughs> Thanks for listening, uh, Kathy. Um, so... I, there was something I noticed the other day. It was, uh, you know, Ramaswamy, another thing he said during the debate is that he was talking about the addictive social media. And I've talked about this before, about social media, about how the algorithms are designed. They watch what your activity is. They watch what you're looking at. And then the algorithm decides what pops up on your screen, what the search engine gives you. Um, it's all designed to keep you on there. And it targets children a lot. I was I watched a commercial on the TV the other day. It's it's been on a couple of times. It really just makes me mad every time I see it. I don't know if you've seen this one or not, Stella. But there's this kid sitting at the kitchen table, and the parents are sitting around the kitchen table, and the kid is just staring at their phone, watching stuff, reading stuff, just watching it, just just completely mesmerized by their cell phone. And the commercial is talking about how the algorithm has your children. And, and, and it's like it talks about the parents, well, we've done everything we can think of to do. We just don't know what else to do. You know, our child is home from school, but they're not really there. And it's like, Okay, this kind of goes back to something I have said before. Kids do away. not freaking need cell phones. Mm-hmm. They don't need cell phones. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go I'm going to I'm going to just keep pounding on this and pounding on this. You know, when I was a kid, okay, if if I asked for a phone 
in my room back then, you know, back in the old days when I was a kid, there were only wired landlines in the house. And it's like, well, and I remember my mom telling, Mom, thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. My mom told me, you know, when you're old enough to get a job and pay for it yourself, you can have a phone in your room. Otherwise, you can talk on the kitchen phone that's hanging on the wall and for a very limited amount of time, and then you're going to go outside and play. And it's like, Thank you, Mom, for raising us like that. Oh, we have a familiar person calling us on the phone. Okay, you're going to know who the guess who's calling us. Guess. Three, three guesses. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Does it, does it start with T? It starts with T. Yeah. <laughs> it starts with T. Okay, where'd you go, Tamara? You were calling, and now you're not on there anymore. We heard her feelings. <laughs> see, and I'm just a listener, but I... You, and I can't see the screen, but I knew it started with T. I, I know. She was calling, and now she's gone. It's like, okay. She, she changed her mind. Anyway, so when she calls back, camera call back, and when you do, I will answer it. But anyway, so they're showing this, and it's like these, the, the, you know, this thing is narrating that these parents just don't know what to do. It's like, do you not know what to do, really? Do you not know what to do? Okay, you grab the stupid phone, you throw it on the floor, and you crush it with the heel of your shoe. That's what you do. Problem solved. Boom. You know what the problem is? A lot of, um, ever since they've come up with, you can't spank your children, you can't discipline them, and when they threw God out of church and school, this is when what happens when uh, you try to be your child's friend instead of a parent. They're trying to be friends with them because you can't discipline them, you can't yell at them, mm-hmm. you can't tell them anything. That goes on a lot. Because the government will come down on you, if you so they... Let them just get away with whatever, because or else they'll hear from the government or CYFD something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's yeah, that's yeah. the government trying to break up the the nuclear family again. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay. So, <laughs> this is something I want to talk about. And if anybody knows the answer to this, I would really like to know the answer to this. Are you guys constantly during? Well, it seems like a constant campaign nowadays going on, getting these text messages all the time. I get, I constantly get text messages from Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, I get, everybody I get, you can imagine. I get I get text messages as from it, them. as it gets closer and closer to election day. I get like a dozen a day. Yeah, and they all say at the beginning, "We're not asking for money. We We're, just want a survey." Yes, and just answer right. the survey, yeah. and then at the yeah. very right. end, you hear about yeah. the money. Do you, Do you support Trump? Do you support so and so? We just need you to fill out this survey, and you'll notice that it, you know every one of them are are you know web act or whatever and it's like they don't really care it's a bait and switch they really don't want they don't care about the survey because if you click on the link and you go there yeah there's a survey but in order to submit the survey you have to donate you right. have to you have to put a donation in it's like I, and who knows who's it's probably all a scam i don't know where it's going all, all the scammers are out now they're yeah. boy they're really partying now cuz now you can put anybody's name on there and say we're collecting for this person that person and people are contributing to it they don't know where that money's going exactly and I, so there's scammers coming out i mean there's always been scammers but now they're really out there well and when here's here's the other thing that i i have no idea what what the deal is they tell you oh well if you'll only you know donate to 25 dollars today your donation will be doubled or tripled or quadrupled right. how does that work <laughs> does does my does my money when i send my donation does it breed and have little baby dollars or something it, does it reproduce not, i don't know it's not tax deductible anyway so I it's know. Like, so who cares? You could say it's a hundred times. So where does the multiplied <laughs> money come from? I I don't have any idea where it comes from. 
Nobody's ever explained I think that. It's just made up. I think I mean, it's a scam. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is a scam. Yeah. That's like, oh well, that makes me so feel so good. If I, you know, if I scrape up twenty five bucks and send it in there, then then it'll multiply to a hundred dollars magically. I, I don't need. I don't even know how that happens. Right. <laughs> Mine says nine hundred and seventy five times. Nine hundred and seventy-five. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. No kidding for twenty-five dollars. But like you know, I said, scammers will say anything, though. I want to know how they're doing that, so I can do that on my own at home. It's like, how can I take my own money and multiply it like that? I, I, I would hardly have to work at all, right? Well, I think I think you might have read one of my one of my posts on Facebook about how do I, how do I get China to send me money? Yeah, right. You know, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. I could. I wouldn't have you know, to go to work. How, how can, <laughs> I've never seen where you can apply for one of those these jobs for China where they pay you a million dollars. It's right. like, wow, I want to know what that is. I, you could be a board chairman. <laughs> Maybe I can be the chairman of like a big oil, an oil company or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Why? You know, this scam is not any different from the ones that they send you all the time where they say, you, we're going to send you $10,000. You just have to send us $200 here or whatever, and we'll release a check to you. And then sometimes when they say that, I say, well, no, go ahead and take the 200 out of the 10000 you're going to send me. And then, that way I don't have to give you the it, 200 it's, it's an old scam. Yeah, it, it's just, it's the same scam. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, oh, send us $10 and we'll send you 1000 or send us mm-hmm. send us $1,000 and we'll send you $10,000. Yeah, it's the well, same, the va- the the same scam. The doesn't have any value anymore. They want two hundred now. Oh, they want two hundred. Well, there's no value in a hundred dollars. Well, yeah, you can't yeah. buy nothing with a hundred. <laughs> can't buy anything with a hundred. You know, I I remember somebody talking about the other day. They were complaining about how they went to a convenience store or something, and they bought a a candy bar and and a soda or something, and it ended up costing them like eight bucks or something. And it's like I I remember when I was a kid when you could go into the five and dime or whatever, and you could buy a a full-size candy bar for like a quarter or maybe even 10 cents. I don't remember. Was it 10 cents or a quarter? I can't remember. But I remember that. But see, it's not that it's not that a, the, the price of a Snickers bar has gone up to, you know, has really gone up to a buck 50 or whatever it is ridiculous mm-hmm. price they're charging for them now. It's because the dollar has become worth a fraction of what it used to be worth. That is the truth of the matter. Right. And that's and that's because of this out of control government spending in which they're taking our money and spending it for whatever they want without any kind of congressional approval. And even if it's congressional approval, you've heard about all the earmarks. I mean, they're spending like drunken sailors too. Mm-hmm. Even the legitimate stuff that they're actually approving, which actually, if you looked at whether it was constitutional or not, is unconstitutional because they're spending money on things they shouldn't be spending money on. Right, you should see a candy bar in Vegas. In Vegas, in Vegas, what's we, it going for? It, it's like three bucks or something. But we were, we were, and it's joking. probably smaller than it used yeah, to be we're too. Joking and telling my my sister, go ask him where they keep the penny candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Where's that at? You know, I remember there used to be penny candy yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could, you could have a handful of change and just come out yeah. with a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My grandmother used to give me a quarter and say, you know, go buy you some candy and you could get some candy. Right. Not anymore. No. Not anymore. Hey, you know, I wanted to mention, I just had this really wild thought I was thinking about um, over the past couple of days when they were like booking uh, Trump in, in Atlanta, which is just unbelievably ridiculous. Okay. But 
and he took this awesome mug shot. We were talking about that as like, yeah, yeah I'm coming after you. Uh, yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and indict me again. I, I dare you. Just, you know, I'm gonna, my, my approval rating is going to go up to 100% by the time you guys are done. But I got to thinking about this. Okay, for life, Donald Trump and any other former president gets, gets Secret Service 24-hour protection, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right on that? Mm-hmm. I believe so. I okay. I don't think he's accepting it from them, though. He's, he's seeing where they're from. Well, um, I mean... No, the, no more normally, but okay, yeah. Okay, there's Tamara calling it. Let's, let's get her on here. Okay. okay. All right. Hey, Tamara, what's going on? Hi. How are you guys? We're good. How are you? <laughs> Fine, thanks. And I have... A little bit more jobs coming up, like one starting Sunday, so that's good. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's um, on your mind? Yesterday, I, you know, I watched the live streamers that that I watch all the time, and they message you sometimes. Yeah. You're lucky. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, actually, David Valentine with Freedom Express Media, mm-hmm. he's one of the best ones about actually messaging you back. Uh-huh. I mean, the other guys are all great, but I'm just saying he... <laughs> but anyway, all the live streamers were there. Um, the ones from Mickey's, the Gulag and all that. Mm-hmm. And... um. There did, and I watched the videos and the streams they did all day, um, and they were jamming their services, so their phones buffered a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the flying monkeys there. <laughs> the flying monkeys? Yeah, they were worse. You guys can figure it out. I don't know if everybody can figure it out, but I don't want to say the G word. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In other words, the cops there. Yeah, yeah. They were worse than the ones in D.C. Oh, really? The ones in Atlanta? There was actually a lot of people. Yes. Okay. There was actually a lot of people that showed up for the rally. Well, you know, I was watching... Uh, right side broadcasting. They were they were out there and they were showing a little bit of the crowd that yeah. was going on there. Apparently, they were having trouble with their live stream. They kind of they couldn't go walk everywhere they wanted to because they'd lose their connection yeah. because it was like so overwhelming. They out were there. jamming their they were yeah. jamming them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a teeny tiny bit. Even some of the fake medias were having a teeny tiny bit of problems. They were jamming. They were trying to jam the independent reporters so badly. That means right side, America's Voice News. Newsmax was out there, too. They were doing some pretty good coverage. Yeah. So, but they even a little bit were messing accidentally with, you know, seven and four and all them even. Mm -hmm. So that's how badly they were trying to jam the independent reporters and the live streamers. But there actually was a lot of people there for the 10 o'clock rally, which they didn't allow Trump to do, so it was canceled. Um, And also, the 
cops <laughs> or the flying monkeys, they were <laughs> in riot gear with long guns, and they, for like 45 minutes, you had to go like 45 minutes unless you got there super early, and then they made, as far as parking, and then they made some people move. They were making it super hard for people to be there. And the cops were crowding people in. They were pushing people. They were being really... <laughs> um, and so a lot of people left, unfortunately. But there was a lot of people that tried to be there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the news is showed, but... <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's like... Out. It's like anything else, uh, like until, say, Right Side Broadcasting Network came out and started covering Trump's, um, Trump's rallies and things like that, the mainstream mm-hmm. news would come in and they would just keep the camera focused in on the podium the whole time. So it looked like all he had was a little crowd of people behind him, and that's all. And they weren't showing the tens yeah. of thousands of people in the crowd that were in front. And, you know, often if it was in, in an inside venue, even outside, watching the big screens that they put out there for them, the, once they filled the building up, they weren't showing yeah. any of that. You know, on right side broadcasting, they come out there and they pan the cameras around. They show the crowd. So good for them. Yeah. You know, anything else, so does America's voice. So does America's Voice News. Yeah. And quite a few other than Clements. Clements has been to Freedom Corner a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> a lot of people that we know and stuff, they will go to D.C. for various reasons. And I know if I went there for a various reason, I would definitely make sure that I went to Freedom Corner. Mm-hmm. That's below the D.C. Gulag, right by the Congressional Cemetery. Uh-huh. And I'm saying that. I think when people go there that are conservatives, and they should go there. It's They have it, well, they've only had it for a year, a little over a year now, Mickey's been having it. But it's every night from 7 to 9, so, okay, cool. I just wanted to put that out there because I know a lot of people that go there and they don't bother. Then DC is not very big. Yeah, now yeah, I know I've been there before. I know it. Yeah, I know it's a lot of stuff crammed in a small area. Yeah, yeah, but ten miles square, I believe. Anyway, they should go and support them. Yeah, and listen to them talk because the prisoners call in. Yeah, yeah, they should on Mickey's phone, Tammy's phone. So you get to hear, actually, what happened on J6 and this and that and what's been happening now. Well, we're going to talk and a little bit about Tammy that coming up, Tamara, so make sure you're listening. We're going to talk about this Tucker Carlson interview with that um, D.C. police chief. So that's coming up. Anyway. Yeah. Anything? Alrighty. All right, okay, Tamara. Thank you. Go. Okay. Bye. Right, catch you later. Bye. You know, the one point that I was gonna make about that I, I was thinking this is crazy because we've never ran into this situation before but 
as a former president, he's entitled to uh, Secret Service protection 24-7. Okay, so let's say, crazy thing, if they manage to put him in jail, the Secret Service has to go in there with him. The Secret Service has to go into the jail and protect him the entire time. Can you yeah. can you think about how crazy this is? <laughs> and and the reason that was never thought of, I'm sure, is because you don't throw former presidents in jail. But if you do, the Secret Service has to go in there with him. Unless you're Trump. They'll probably just say, no, this this doesn't count. I, I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that one, no. no they've like, been getting away I, with a lot of stuff. I guarantee Trump will not be getting beat, beaten up in jail because they'll have some big, tough Secret Service agents in there escorting him everywhere. In there. This is why this is never going to happen. The whole thing's ridiculous. Well, it's, it's not going to happen, but uh, you see Vivek, you see Biden, they're all saying, oh, we'll just pardon him after he gets convicted. Really, all they want, I mean, this is this is— Politics. They're just trying dirty politics. Dirty politics. Yeah, it, they, it used to be illegal. Dirty politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what happened to Richard Nixon, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, they they really just want to smear his name. Uh, he's, he's oh yeah. In my opinion, I haven't seen any specific thing that he's done wrong. No, that he should be indicted for. I do nothing. I saw what he was doing wrong. What? What was he doing wrong? Running for president. Yeah, yeah. that's what they consider that's, him doing that's wrong. It. Yeah. yeah. You know, our, our watcher, Josie, she said, I've been tossing around the idea of a Trump and Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy 2024. I like that idea. I do, too. You know, the reason I like that idea is Ramaswamy, he's, on, he's totally um, in line with the same uh, goals that Trump has. And not only that, he's a young guy. He's very personable. He's a fantastic speaker. He's been a successful business person. He, he knows how to get things done. He's, he's, he's likable, you know? He has he, a wonderful sense of humor. And he's got that fantastic <laughs> smile. You know, you just, you know. No, uh, it's very infectious. They're cutting him down, slamming him, saying, oh, yeah, and he's smiling. It's like, oh, give me a hug. Come on. <laughs> you know, but, you know, the thing is, is that he, he could, I believe, bring in a large chunk of the younger voters. Mm-hmm. I think he's very, he has, he's very appealing to the younger voters. Um, I think he reaches them. And I think a Trump Vivek, I can't see putting Ramaswamy on the, on the, on, <laughs> that just doesn't flow very well. It'd have to be Trump Vivek. Yeah. Yeah, that could work uh, on the campaign signs. But I think that would be fantastic. And I think that would be a winning ticket. I, I used to think it would be Trump DeSantis. When, not when anymore. Person, not yeah. anymore, but because DeSantis is really, yeah, I mean, he could have stayed in Florida and been governor. He's successful as a governor right. in Florida. And then they could have brought Trump in and DeSantis could have come back in for eight more years and you would have had a 12 years consecutive yeah. conservative. It's always, when you say conservative, it's always hard because everybody says, oh, he's a rhino, right? Or Yeah. Uh, but still, it w- it wouldn't have been what we're going through now. No. So no, no. I think the longer that DeSantis is on the campaign trail, I think the the worse he looks. Right. I, that's what I think, and I think that his showing at the debate just showed how 
he's just kind of part of the establishment, you know, to a certain extent. He's, I think, and, you know, I think when Ramaswamy was talking about how they're just a bunch, they're just controlled by their big, big dollar donors. I think he's right on. I think he's totally dead on there. Everybody knows that. Every, yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows that if you want anything to ha- happen, you have to buy a politician. If he'll straight out, he'll pass laws for you. He'll do whatever. But I had a friend that said, "Oh, I used to work with uh, Bruce King. I was his campaign manager and did this and that. And I worked with this person and I worked with that." I said, "Why didn't you ever run for office?" And he goes, "Honey, I buy the politicians. I'm not a politician. This mm-hmm. will, that this is exactly what they're talking about: big money owning them once they're in office, and then they do their bidding for them." So, what do you think? At what point do you think they should? narrow down the field because I think you had some candidates well, out there that were on the outskirts and I think they're going to stay I, I, on the I think I think you have two that are going to be gone like like Asa Hutchinson right <laughs> number one that guy's hard to look at <laughs> uh, okay you look at him his his if you're watching on, on his his corners of his mouth are kind of <laughs> like this he looks like the Joker from a Batman movie too many yeah. faces. I, yeah, yeah I, and, and, and his his eyes look weird and stuff like that. I'm sorry. The president, for the most part, throughout history, has it, looks do matter. Right. You know, they do. You know, Trump's a good-looking guy. Ramaswamy's a really cute, attractive guy. John um, Kennedy was. John really Kennedy good. was, too. And, you know, Everybody Bill Clinton was, him. too. You know, whether you like to and Barack Obama was too. As much as I hate the guy, I mean, he was an attractive guy and he was a slick talker. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why Chris Christie compared Ramaswamy to Biden, and really that to uh, to Obama. Mm -hmm. That's really a compliment because Obama was a good speaker, and Ramaswamy is too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I would have said, well, thank you for that compliment, Chris. Yeah, he he did better than Chris did because Chris (laughs) sounded insulting and everything. He didn't. He just looked like he was an injured bird they just you know needing attention he didn't say anything worth i mean no. i don't think i i didn't get anything from him no but he was good at trying to insult people so i i think asa hutchinson's out Thank i God. think the governor of north dakota's out right uh, even though i i kind of like that guy but i think he's just not exciting um i i think he's just not really very interesting to listen to i think he's out too um I think Nikki Haley probably hangs around for a while. She did pretty good. Uh, Chris Christie, I think he's going to stick around because he's just annoying enough to where he'll be around for a while longer. Yeah. Yeah, but those two guys, I think they're gone. I I think that, I yeah. think they're gone. Yeah. 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 I, I myself, I mean, you saw how they booed Christie. Oh, they booed him like crazy. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, he's got to take the hint. I mean, people know he's... In my opinion, a blowhard. He just yeah. He's out there. He know. has no pride, though. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was supposedly Trump's ally. But you know, Trump never year. gave him any kind of position in the cabinet because I don't think he trusted him, and right. I think he was right not to trust him yeah. because we see what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, okay, you're showing your true colors now. Oh, he trusted yeah. Pence, and Even look where Pence. that got him. Yeah. Well, man. yeah, Pence mm-hmm. is doing this. Pence, Pence is just a, a, an establishment suck up. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, that's just really obvious now. Right. He's he's now trying to develop a backbone. And 
too late. Yeah, too, too late. late. Sorry. It's too late. Sorry. And he takes forever to talk to. It's like, what are you? Are you going to start talking or what? Anyway, okay. So uh, the last thing I want to cram a whole lot of stuff into the next segment. I want to do. I want to go over this Tucker Carlson police chief interview thing, and I want to talk about. Uh, his interview with the uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor, and uh, we may not be able to get to anything else. I, we may have to talk about the Maui thing. Um, we'll watch how that, t- maybe talk about that on the next show. Anyway, you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. Actually, no, we're going to throw that in there, too. We're just going <laughs> to, we're going to do a lightning round, because I want to cover all that stuff. Okay, we'll be right back. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com.
did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. final segment of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. It's been a pretty darn exciting show today, hasn't it, Stella? It's been wild, yeah. Wild. But I, I like it that way. <laughs> okay, so I have so much other important stuff that I want to talk about today. We're going to try to do a little bit of a lightning round in this last segment because I really want to mention all of these things. Okay, so I watched the other day the uh, Tucker Carlson interview with the former Capitol Police Chief, the one that was in charge in D.C. during the so-called insurrection. Did you whisper? Yes, the insurrection. (laughs) The insurrection. (laughs) Okay. Okay. By the way, um, so anyway, so I've got some clips from this. Now, just some quick takeaways. This guy, okay, this former Capitol Police Chief. Seems like a no-nonsense guy. I think that this guy is 100% honest. And you know who I compare him to. Did you guys ever see the Beverly Hills Cop movie? Okay, remember the police chief of Beverly Hills, strictly by the book, totally honest about everything, didn't want to bend the rules in any way whatsoever? That's what this guy sounds like. And if you listen to him, if you listen to him talk, he sounds just like that guy. Okay, so let's see here. Let me, uh, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you a clip here that I've got of this guy. And um, let's see, where is it? That's, uh, okay, yeah, this one here. Okay, here we go. Let's just have some. in custody. Would you like me to do it? Would this you is, like to hear my report first, sir? Would you like to hear my report, sir? This is the Beverly Hills Cop. You have a report that explains all this. Listen to this guy. Yes, sir. Well, I will be very glad to hear it. <laughs> well, sir, Miss Jeanette Summers, the manager of Mr. Maitland's art gallery, accidentally discovered large quantities of a substance she suspected was cocaine in the art gallery's warehouse. She immediately communicated her discovery to Detective Axel Foley of the Detroit Police Force. Uh, Detective Foley was at the time uh, cooperating in a joint Beverly Hills-Detroit investigation of narcotics trafficking. Detectives Foley and Rosewood, responding to Miss Summers' report, proceeded to the warehouse where Rosewood did in fact discover approximately 80 kilos of cocaine. Rosewood immediately called for backup. 
and I dispatched our officers to this location. Sergeant Taggart here was the first to arrive at the scene. Uh, and having probable cause to believe a felony was in progress, Sergeant Taggart joined Rosewood with Detective Foley present only as an observer and proceeded to enter the grounds. And in the course of defending ourselves, we shot several suspects, including Mr. Maitland. <laughs> we shot several suspects, including Mr. Maitland. <laughs> anyway, so when I, when I listen to this Capitol Police Chief guy talk, it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, he reminds me so much of this guy. Okay, so listen to this guy. Okay, here we go. And yet congressional investigators weren't interested in talking to him. The media, not interested in talking to him. But we were. So earlier this year, we did a long sit-down interview with Stephen Sund about January 6th. That interview was set to air on April 24th but of, course, of this year. Fox didn't want you to did. hear this interview, we so it did not air on tape, Fox. So we can't show it to you. So Matter instead, fact, they fired Tucker. we invited Stephen Sund back to explain what he saw and experienced that day. What he has to say is shocking. We recommend you watch. Mr. Sund, thank you very much for coming back. Thank you for Appreciate having me back. It. So um, I want to start with the days before January 6th, 2021. Um, it was commonly known there was going to be a demonstration or believed there was going to be a demonstration in front of the Capitol that day. You were the chief of Capitol Police. You're in charge of security at the Capitol. Um, so it would seem logical that you would have the most intelligence, the most up-to-date, most accurate intelligence about what was likely to happen that day because you're consulting with all kinds of other agencies, intel agencies, law enforcement agencies, lots of federal agencies. But it doesn't sound like you did have the most information about what was going to happen. You're absolutely correct. I mean, what we've learned that it was out there at the time versus what we had coming into it, night and day. And when you talk about the intelligence agency, I have my own intelligence agency similarity. at um, Capitol <laughs> Police, IICD, Interagency Intelligence uh, Coordination Division, Yes, uh, that coordinates with the other intelligence agencies. Um, and now, you know, we're seeing the intelligence I was getting coming into it was indicating this was going to be just like the previous MAGA rallies, the November and December rallies that we had. We had limited skirmishes. We had some skirmishes afterwards uh, down by uh, BLM Plaza with some of the- uh, I'm going to let this run for a little bit because this is important info here. Groups. But coming into it, absolutely zero with the intelligence that we know now existed, talking about attacking the Capitol, killing my police officers, attacking members of Congress and killing members of Congress. None of that was included in the intelligence coming up to. That you received. Correct. But others received that intelligence. Well, we now know FBI, DHS was swimming in that intelligence. We also know now that the military seemed to have some very concerning intelligence as well. Uh, it's hard to over... So so all of these agencies had this intelligence that there was going to be violence at the Capitol that day, and they did not share the intelligence with the guy that's in charge of the D.C. Police Department. Right. Now, doesn't that just stink of some kind, some kind of conspiracy going on? Do, doesn't it? Like, like, we want this to happen. We don't want you to be informed, and and we want this to happen so bad, and and we don't want to inform you, and we could care less what happens to you and your police officers, right. because you're not there. There was even, and and he goes on to talk about this. There was even intel that there were going to be domestic terrorists there that day. Nineteen eighteen nineteen domestic terrorists. Right. This is the, the yeah. This is the intel that they had that they were not sharing with this guy. That was the police chief. He should have been the first person to know. Right. And 
He mentions another interesting thing too. Let me quickly play this clip because this is this is interesting here too. Especially when you think about think about this, the military, the United States military, um, and this gets really convoluted once you get into the, the response on January six and how I was delayed getting resources. You have the United States military, um, Secretary of Defense or Acting Secretary of Defense Miller and Acting and um, General uh, Milley had both discussed locking down the city of Washington, D.C. because they were so worried about violence at the Capitol on January 6th. On Sunday and Monday, they had been discussing locking down the city, um, revoking permits on Capitol Hill because of the concern for violence. You know who issues the permits on Capitol Hills for demonstrations? I do. You know- he issues the permits. Right. Yet, you know, they didn't share that information with him either. And it's like, okay, so shouldn't they have told him this? Maybe he might have wanted to do things a little bit differently. It was like... They wanted there to be an out-of-control situation. Well, and he contacted other agencies and asked them for help, even the city police, anybody to come and help, because Nancy Pelosi was telling him, no, he, you know, hold back. There were, there were other intelligence agencies. The <laughs> FBI, the Washington uh, department head for the FBI, mm-hmm. had that same intelligence information, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, they were tracking 18 domestic terrorists. All of that was going on, but yet they never informed the Capitol Police that needed to know what was going on. Right. And even Trump had told them, hey, you know, you have my authorization to bring in the National Guard for additional security. And Nancy Pelosi and... Why is his name slipping me right now? The head (laughs) of the Republican... uh, the turtle. McConnell. McConnell. I was going to say the turtle. But. The turtle. Yeah, I call him. He looks like a turtle. Anyway, it, you know, they were concerned about the optics of the situation. Right. Okay, the optics. Now, so the National Guard, he was denied. Now, I've found an, another related article here. Let's see. Let me, let me play this. I think I found. This was from... Uh, Julie Kelly, the author of the book Nash, of, uh, called January 6th. Okay, listen to what she says. Views you have done reveal what you just remarked on. This was a rather spontaneous event. It was a protest that started at the other end of, of uh, the National Mall near the White House and proceeded to the U.S. Capitol. As you did these interviews and learned more about the day, what are some of the most revealing details that you want to share with our listeners? So first of all, Rob, the idea that Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser kept the Capitol intentionally insecure that day. I've spoken with a D.C. National Guardsman. They were stationed at the armory at 6 a.m. that day. They were waiting there, about 1,200 of them. And they were not activated and deployed until 4 o'clock that day. Now, why? So why did they leave it intentionally unsecure? Why then, right before the session started, did you have two things happening at once? One, the alleged uh, discovery of the pipe bombs, who, by the way, we still don't know who the pipe bomber is. And then two, the first breach of the perimeter, the grounds, which happened when one man, after Ray Epps, famous Ray Epps, whispered in his ear. Which has never been charged with anything. This happened about 10, 15 minutes before the joint session um, commenced. So you have all these interesting timelines. Now, the people who were at Trump's speech were still there. Trump's speech didn't end until 1.15. 
By the time they walked to the Capitol, a lot of whoever the instigators were, the provocateurs, the undercover agents, the informants, you know, the rabble rousers, they had already started a lot of the chaos that we saw. So people who were coming from Trump's speech really didn't know what was going on. Um, and as I say repeatedly, Rob, the people who wanted the proceedings that day shut down were not Republicans. They were Democrats. They did not want the airing of all of the evidence of fraud, which would be two hours per state. You had senators working with, Republic, with Republican House members to contest those results, ask for the 10-day audit, and have two hours of debate over it. Democrats did not want that. It was the Democrats who wanted the proceedings that day shut down, not Republicans. And, of course, they got they got what they wanted. Yeah, thank you for providing views you have done reveal what— So, yeah, so— they did all of this. This is like they wanted there to be an escalated situation. It was like they wanted this to happen, yet another distraction, like I've talked about before, about distractions happen, to take away the attention from what, uh, like, take to eliminate the discussion about the election fraud is, is what a lot of people believe what happened here. Okay. So here's another interesting thing, too, is Mr. Sund was not asked to be part of the January 6th uh, hearings. As a matter of fact, didn't they ask him to resign? I mean, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. After all of this, okay, to sum it all up, after he was pleading for help and, and all of the stuff started happening, his people were being overwhelmed, they were being overrun by all the confusion that was going on. He was pleading for help. There was literally National Guard, a whole bunch of National Guard, just a short distance away, pleading for them. And they were concerned about optics. Oh, no, we can't have the National Guard there. But we can have an insurrection, right. <laughs> you know, because that's what we want. You know, and it's like, no, the National Guard was delayed. They didn't get there until, like, finally they let them by, like, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. when it was all over. When it was all over. Well, before they were just taking photo ops. Yeah. Oh, yeah, photo ops. Mm -hmm. And then this Ray Epps guy, which was instigating a bunch of violence and had been for a couple of days, even before the whole Trump rally even happened, was instigating all of this, was never charged with anything. Right. He was, ne- you know, yet you had people that didn't even go into the Capitol that were arrested and put in jail. But this well, guy was instigating violence. Right. And and they've got it on video. It's on he, video. He whispers in the guy's That's ear right. and, the, and immediately then sure, he attacks. Pushes the, down the barricade. Yes. Right. So anyway, um, then after all of this, OK, uh, after this. Chief Sund was made to look like, you know, it was all his fault. Then Nancy Pelosi fires him. Right. Yeah, let me listen, let you listen to this little clip here. The security breaches here. Chuck Schumer she totally blames it all on him. Arms over there. Are you thinking of a similar step over here? What are you going to do to address the security breaches on the Capitol? Well, let me just say that that is a very important question. Let me hold for a moment because it is not. We have to do the after action review. I have, uh, uh, I am calling for the resignation of the capital, the chief of the capital police, Mr. Sund, and I have received a notice from 
Mr. Irving that he is will be submitting his resignation. Okay, and all of this time, all of this is going on, he is begging for backup, and Nancy Pelosi personally was rejecting him to have that backup, and then she goes and throws him under the bus when it's all said and done. Right. That's what they do? That's pretty much, that pretty much sums it all up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've said this from the, from the beginning, is how can they start putting people in jail, and they've kept them in jail for two years? They're still there. Without They're a trial, there. without due process. No due process. They have not done a complete investigation of January 6th. They, how, how can you not put Nancy Pelosi under oath? And have her testify under oath. How can you not put the sergeant of arms under oath? D'Antuono was the FBI uh, agent in charge. You know, that information is there, but they immediately, uh, was it Benny Thompson, I believe, was the chair of that uh, committee. He says, no, they're, they're out of bounds. You can't, you can't interview them. So... There's never been a full investigation. No, and there won't be. And, and there won't be, but no. yet you've got political prisoners. So how long are they going to be prisoners then? Exactly, until they, they're just waiting for them to get tired and, and say, okay, I did it. Right. Well, so, what they've been doing is they've been holding them in jail until they submit to a plea deal. Yes. That's, that's, what, they, you know, that's what they want. They're not going to give them a trial. Right. They're not going to have a trial. They're not going to have bail. They're going to sit there until they submit— to a plea deal, right? That's exactly, or 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 basically, rat out somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's the deal that's going on there. What's going on is is something that only goes on in a third world communist country. Exactly. That's what's going on right now. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Let's move on to this uh, this interview that uh, Tucker did. I love the. If you guys have not been watching Tucker's interviews, I mean, he's on fire. He's doing some awesome stuff on Twitter. You guys need to watch this. He did this. Uh, he did this interview with Douglas, uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Okay, and he was talking about the situation in Ukraine. Now we've talked about the situation in Ukraine quite a lot, and in my opinion, it's a money laundering operation among other things. And also, I believe that it's it's the purpose of it is to possibly hide some illegal bioweapons labs in Ukraine that are being funded by the U.S. government. And I think Russia knows this. And, you know, for the longest time, and it all started, I believe, with Obama, where he was demonizing the Russians. And even Lindsey Graham the other day, oh, yeah, we're going to kill us some Russians. Right. We're going to send some weapons over to, over to Ukraine, and we're going to kill some Russians. And I just saw the other day where now they're going to give them F-16 fighter jets, and they're going to train them how to fly them. And, and it showed... Zelensky sitting in the cockpit of the fighter jet. Like, ooh, look at this shiny new toy I got. I got me an F-16 fighter jet. I want one of those. It would be nice, yeah. (laughs) Initially, it was defensive weapons, right? Yeah, right. Now we're going into offensive offensive weapons. So that's going to change the character of of the war. Oh, yes. And the thing is, is early on when this has all happened, uh... Putin did not want this war. He wanted to negotiate a deal. He was invited. He was invited, and and yet, oh no, we made sure that that didn't happen. The United States made sure that didn't happen. So, what this guy is talking about, he's talking about what we're basically doing is we're backing Russia into a corner. Right. 
you know, it's kind of like you you, you kind of think about like you you got a wild uh, a wild animal like a bear or something like that. Bears typically don't attract uh, attack human beings. We're, we're you know? backing them into a corner, and we don't even have the the uh, capability of defending ourselves against them. No, but they're backing them into a corner. Yeah, we are, and and it's like you know you back a wild animal into a corner, and uh, then they attack because they have no choice. Yeah, you know, will. Uh, will Russia march into Poland? Maybe if we keep this war up, yeah, maybe he will. Whereas if we hadn't, if this war hadn't happened to start with, we would have worked out something. I believe if Trump was president, this war would have never happened to start with. Right. You and, know, and that's why Trump says he he could end this war in a, in a day. Right. It'll take a little longer, I'm sure. But there, you can negotiate out of this war and actually have. Instead of making it worse and becoming a nuclear war, uh, because we're we're depleting our stock of weapons, we are. Uh, Russia is right there on the border. There's, I mean, they can, they can come back in, and if you listen to McGregor, you'll you'll see the, you know, what Russia is planning on doing, right? So. Yes, it's called we're, self-defense. We're in danger of being drawn in because mm-hmm. they're depleting the numbers of military people in Ukraine, also, right? Mm-hmm. At on a five-to-one ratio. Well, the you, you, the soldiers in Ukraine are turning turning around, going with Russia, yeah. and saying, "Yeah, we're dying here for no reason." You know, you know we are being lied to mm-hmm. about Russia, mm-hmm. and you know. I remember when Trump was president, he was trying to build a dialogue with Putin, and I thought he was doing a great job of building a dialogue with Putin and Kim Jong-un both, right. you know? And and the Democrats were condemning him for that. Oh, he's talking to the Russians. He, he's collaborating with the—we got Russian collusion, Russia, which Russia, was just Russia. absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they wanted a war with Russia, mm-hmm. and now they've got one. They've got a proxy war with Russia, and they're using Ukrainians— as cannon fodder. And from what this guy was saying, he said uh, Ukraine has probably lost about 400,000 soldiers. They are losing this war. And that Russia has maybe lost 40,000, 50,000. And Zelensky doesn't care because when this is all said and done, all the billions that him and uh, Biden shared between them, he can go live in in. Switzerland and wherever he wants and leave that country devastated the way it is. Zelensky is squirreling away millions of dollars. Of course okay, he is. Because they, they haven't had any accounting on this money going to Ukraine. They're not paying any attention to what the resources are being used for. And, you know, the way dictators do, dictators always squander away a whole bunch of money for themselves. Right. And then after they've expended everybody because... You know, these people in Ukraine, you know, if they really mattered to him, he would have found a way to end this war months ago. And we'll, we'll probably go in and fly him off to some other country, rich. Yes, we will. You know, That's what you I'm know saying. it. Uh-oh. That's what I'm saying. Him with his billions that he made. You right. know we will. Okay, well, let's, um, let's talk about Maui. Cause we were well, hold on. There was one, one thing I wanted to throw in here. Okay, <laughs> one this more. Is, this is okay. funny as hell. <laughs> okay, so... Um, there was a spokesman that came out uh, to talk about the um, situation in Ukraine. This is a spokesman for apparently the Ukrainian government. And I found this hilarious. Okay, I don't know um, if how many of you guys are into, say, um, the Monty Python movies. 
No. Mm. Okay. That's right. Mm. Me, I kind of standard where we could actually hold on. Let me find. Okay, I know exactly where the spot is on this. Let's see. Um, but the thing about the Monty Python movies, the the older Monty, Monty Python movies, is there were no women actors in the movies. Okay, all the parts were played by men. Okay, so <laughs> there's this. <laughs> okay, the Ukrainians are trying to come out and act tough, okay, on this whole situation, oh, okay? And so they put, and I'm going to put the video on on this, too, for you guys that are watching us. Okay, so here we go, because this is just really good too good. outcome right now from any of these candidates. Perhaps I'm too harsh, but that's the way I feel. Okay, here we Last go. Last question, and it's more a piece of tape that I want to get you to respond to, but it, I think it's come to a lot of people's attention. This is just so perfect that um, one of these spokesmen for the Ukrainian military is an American guy, leftist, dressed up like a woman, um, who's now wearing a Ukrainian <laughs> army uniform. Green, of course. Talking about killing Putin. Watch this. If you look at Putin's mouth, you'll notice that blood drips from it. He's a vampire carrying out genocide against both Ukrainians and Russians alike. Vlad Putin bathes in the blood of innocent children and enjoys it. And this is why the dictator of the Russian Federation must be deposed and why peace talks have to be focused on President Zelensky's 10-point peace formula and the full liberation of Ukraine. Okay, so the point I want to make about this is that I mean, they're woke over there right. in the Ukraine, obviously. It's like you're wanting to put out a tough stance to your enemies, and this is the person. Nothing personal against this person. But if you were going to send a tough message to your nemesis, is this the person you would choose <laughs> to deliver that message? I just, I, I, yeah. I saw I, a picture of him. No, I would not. Yeah, I, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I was looking, you know, I've seen all the Monty Python movies. I love them. I was just looking for this person to break out into song any minute. Anyway, <laughs> so there you go. I just wanted to finish that. Okay, so we only got a couple minutes left. Let's make some comments about this situation in Maui. Okay. It was planned, obviously. Uh, everything that they did was totally against the people. The electrical wires were never trimmed, so that added to the fire. Uh, the fact that they blocked the roads, the electric company blocked the roads and the pretense of putting up the wires and all the stuff so that people couldn't get out. They had to abandon their vehicles, the ones that didn't die in there, yeah. and jump into the ocean because they would not move the trucks and not let them out of the only road that led out of the town. This is a, just like, I don't know how more planned it could be. Uh, well, there were literally people lined up in their cars trying to get out of town that were burned up in their cars mm -hmm. because the police and the utility companies blocked had, the, the, had the, the roads blocked going out of town. I saw one picture in which a couple of utility trucks were blocking two of the four lanes. Yes. Okay. Because of all this going on, they should have had all four lanes open to go out of town and they should have sent her. But no, they were keeping people in. Mm -hmm. They turned off the water so people couldn't wet. And apparently it's some nonsense they're putting out about, oh, some kind of dispute between the water rights and all this other garbage. Does anybody believe any of that? So no. as, as I always ask, why? Why did they do this? Why? It doesn't make any sense, right? So what was the motivation? Uh, it kind of 
everybody says, okay, they call you conspiracy theorists. Well, look at what happened. It's, there's no way any logical person would have done what they did. Mm -hmm. So did they have a purpose? So what comes out immediately after it happened is they, they say Biden needs to declare a climate emergency because they oh, claim— Oh, yeah, that's climate. coming. So when if he declares a climate emergency, then he can start taking your rights away without having to go through the whole process. Mm -hmm. So guys, we're out of time. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you, know, a lot, a lot we'll, people... you know, I promise we'll talk about this more in depth on the next show. But okay. I, did, I wanted to get that out there. Yeah. So anyway, if you want to send us your questions and comments, send them to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can check out all the replays. And um, I uh, check us out on podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes. Like, follow, share. If you're, wa if you're watching us on social media right now, like and follow the pages, please. Next week, we will not be doing a live show um, because I am going to be on a ride about Yay. up north, and I'm going to have lots of stories to tell when I get back. She'll be posting it on her Facebook. I, I'm so. going to be doing Facebook posts the whole time I'm out, so watch for those. Anyway, freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided, we're weak. Together, we're strong. It's time for us all to stand up, open our eyes, reject division, and tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda and hate, hell no, we won't comply. What do we say? We, we are, are the, the resistance. resistance. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>